Here's where it gets a little bit more complicated. No crunches, no sit-ups. Yeah. I need to warm up. Everything will be okay once the sun comes up. I might not be enjoying it at this mm. point in time, but the highs are always bigger than the lows. I would just trial and error. Simple as that. I found it a really powerful analogy. No. <laughs> no. Who would hear that from? Our times don't mean anything. And then I ran out of the aid station having to get the ice out. I promised that we'd go to the pub, and so I ran the last 4K. Solid with no time. But when you start to kind of unpack the, all the practical nuances of that, it actually becomes a lot more challenging. That's always the trickiest question to answer, I'll be honest. So physically, yeah, I was pretty broken. We're just recording into a tin cup. <laughs> this is your local <laughs> neighbourhood podcast. Hi, and welcome to Tales from the Midpack. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunt. I'll be bringing you stories from everyday runners, experts, and some race recaps. Today, we have an absolutely epic race recap. The setting... Um, of a fastest known time along the Heysen Trail. And the people who set that FKT were Marcus Steger was there for the beginning. Uh, we got Rurik Ru, Simon, Dan Kamak, and Simon Duke. And with us from Alice Springs via a mobile phone being held up to the microphone, uh, crew chief Liz Woodgate. So welcome everybody. Thanks, man. Yeah, so real names so Rurik, you're, you're rude to everyone. Yeah. Uh, Simon, uh, official race name, cheap, uh, chip eater and legs of steel. Oh, hey, I'll yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, take that. <laughs> uh, so, Dan, do you earn a name on the on the run? Dangerous. Oh, that's <laughs> dangerous is the name. Yeah, how'd you earn that? That's crafty. Yeah. yeah. Just came up with it and did a play on words. And oh, I thought you meant that. Sounds so, yeah. Sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we also weren't sure if Dan's feet were actually hitting the ground or not. <laughs> <laughs> He's moving Watch so out. well. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It's floating. <laughs> um, before we get into it, I, I always ask people two questions. So, one of them is How long have you been running and how'd you get started on running? For me, it uh, started uh, in 2018 on the Larapinta Trail, um, setting a unsupported fastest known time with a mate there. So that's when I went, wow, like I, I, I'm drawn to do this kind of thing. I just want to give it a go and yeah. um, kind of have a look back from there. Yeah. For myself, I started in 2019, um, just doing one mile a day, just to build a bit of fitness. Wow, yeah. And then it just became two miles and then, then you know, so forth, so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, I can't remember the specific year, but uh, my housemate, a good mate of mine, it was his birthday the following day and he was going to do a half marathon and he said to me, hey, Rudy, you need to do this for my birthday. I was like, cool, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Never done any running before, so gave it a whirl and survived that. So I thought, I'd, yeah, give a few more runs a crack. Really. Wow. So, sorry, what year was that? That would mean, I think, oh, it'd be hard to, no, I think probably maybe five or six years ago, I think. Yeah, so you're all fairly new to running, really. It's been quite mm. an exponential curve <laughs> yeah. to get where you are. Liz, you're an uh, amazing run in your own right, aren't you? Sorry, I haven't actually researched you at all, but I think you're pretty phenomenal. Mm. Thank you. Um, <laughs> ironically, I was going to say that I probably had the most experience in the running, but ended up the crew chief. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my running dates back. You know, some 20 years, I guess, I've been running um, ultras and um, doing multi-day events. So I had the experience in both going long distance and doing things over several days, which um, were the things that I was able to bring to the table mm. in the support role as the crew chief. Is there an event that you've done year after year? 
Am I remembering your detail correctly? Um, yes, I've done every Ultra Trail Australia, every 100k race since it started. And the only uh, female to do so? The only female to do so, yes. Yeah. Um, I've also done, you know, several other 100k events and if I like them, I tend to go back and do them several times over. And more recently, um, I completed the West Max Monster uh, for the second time this year, so the 231 Maripinda Trail. Wow. <laughs> so, so the good thing about yeah. uh, Liz's um, crew chief, apart from all the experience, was um, uh, you just knew that there was at no point was she asking us to do anything that mm. she wouldn't willingly and happily do herself yeah. without complaining. And you also knew that there was no complaint uh, or whinge that would like stack up in Liz's view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we needed that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, also, I ask you when you are not running, which has consumed a lot of your time lately. What what do you get up to? Ah, uh, gee whiz, uh, lots of different things. Yeah. Uh, really. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit random. I think I just uh, just get something that's fun. I just go for it. Uh, so lots of rock yeah. climbing, uh, mountain biking, multi stage races like that as well. Yeah. Um, a bit of surfing. Uh, Pretty much anything outside that involves the yeah. form of adventure, I suppose. Lots of CrossFit, I do lots of CrossFit as well. And your job is sport as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so I'm um, a venture therapy practitioner. So yeah, uh, yeah, I work with young men mainly uh, who've come from addictions and mental health backgrounds and do adventure therapy. So take them outdoors and yeah, help awesome. them uh, have some fun out there. So either way, it's always outdoors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Brilliant. You yeah, I uh, love keeping outdoors as well, and um, I guess not as adventurous as we're here, <laughs> but uh, camping, fishing. I'm not, not a very good fisherman, but uh, you know, you yeah. can't catch any if you don't go. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like doing a little bit of cooking. Yeah, I've got a really nice cheesecake recipe that I do, and uh, <laughs> a few other ones would mm. recommend. Um, and then also, uh, I like doing a lot of reading, yeah, yeah, mm. running books, self help books, yeah. I find that relaxing. Awesome. Nice. Um, for me, uh, yes, yeah, so I've got a couple of kids, 13 and 12, and a wonderful yeah. wife. Um, and I work and live at Mylor Adventure Camp, which um, basically runs heaps of school camps. Mm-hmm. And um, So I work for the same organisation as Ruth, but we're in different teams. And uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I've got a flying fox and a river and a high ropes course and fun stuff like that. Wow, and the kids get to your kids get to use that? Where they do when it's when there's no campers. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's been a really nice thing in this season of life for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. How about you, Liz? Um, I've got a bookkeeping business, so I still work a couple of days a week. Um, I live on the south coast in Batemans Bay. We've just recently moved there, so I'm just enjoying exploring the forests and getting out in in the bush in either on foot or in my mountain bike. Um, love going paddling. I've also got two kids that are growing up now, so um, nice to catch up with them when we can, watch them play sport. Um, yeah, seem to keep out of trouble, keep them busy. <laughs> no, we definitely would all have full lives, that's for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so your your big event, right, you travelled through the lands of many peoples and I'm not going to try and pronounce them. I'll butcher the pronunciation <laughs> so I have listed the traditional custodians in the show notes so you can read where we went through uh, for your official um, 
FKT, so it was about 1,200. What did it measure? Did you add up your segments? Like um, exactly? Has any, I don't know if anyone's looked at the spreadsheet that Mark did. I haven't actually opened it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I imagine it would, would have been around 1,160. <laughs> but Liz, do you have any... Oh, I don't have any more insight than that. I think that's yeah. about right. That was still, yeah. just a little short of 1,200. Just a little yeah. short. Mm -hmm. So that's Gorge up in the Flinders, yeah. down to Cape Jarvis. Yeah. And the official was 12, 12 hours, that'd be nice. 12 days, <laughs> 8 hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So breaking the previous record, just a bit over a day, yeah. which is like mm -hmm. 100K a day for 12 days approximately yeah i think it was probably more averaged out to 90 or 90, 90 something yeah, 90, 90, 90 something a day but um yeah but yeah, yeah. it was plenty it was, it was <laughs> it's huge <laughs> I fe more more time on feet than in a bed every day yeah. for a long time <laughs> now if you want to see the reality of that journey i didn't have time to watch the whole thing today i'm going to watch it later there is a video um I think, Simon, you put the relives together. Yeah. So just, you know, those super, super fast relives takes about 22 minutes to watch. Um, so he's put that on Facebook and I've put the link in the show notes as well. And it's got some lovely dramatic music along with it as well. <laughs> um, and Simon, you said, looks way easier on this vid than it was. Um, which speaks to the challenge because it did not look easy at all from think, that video. <laughs> I think um, on paper in the planning, it looked possible but a bit daunting yeah <laughs> in the doing uh Liz did an amazing job at uh keeping us ahead of our plan or onto our plan mm. and in the end just yeah. behind it but that was just because the plan was yeah it was on paper when it felt easy to write yeah. down 90 k's a day or yeah yeah 100 k's a day not really taking into account the actual terrain or mm. the state of our bodies mm. like um mm. yeah i think you know there was days when our fastest kilometers were like seven minutes twenty seconds like that's the yeah. fastest kilometer for the whole day like that's how hard yeah. it was to move forward sometimes um but uh yeah and then you know the relive after yeah it, looked, it just looks too easy when oh, it's <laughs> just maybe i've seen too many relives but it doesn't, do, it doesn't at all um, very nice. yeah. Yeah. uh so obviously the first question is you know you probably had this 10 billion times why um it's a pretty massive goal to set for yourselves to go out and try and break mm. this 1200k fkt so what was the motivation to give it a go i feel like the number one thing for me is it it sort of prepares me for life so like this event yeah. it's a lot like life you head around on a journey you're not sure how it's going to turn out you've tried but to make some plans but yeah and like if you can have some mates by your side yeah. and people around to support you like you know, mm. you're doing a lot better than if you're by yourself. So mm. I feel like that translates mm. in so many ways and you can kind of learn from that and sort of come away from that and live your life having learned some really cool lessons. Yeah. Mm. And also for me, just to be able to inspire other people mm. to push their own boundaries, whether it's running or learning an instrument or whatever that is, we can inspire other people through what we do. And that's something that's really cool. Mm. No agree on all that. Uh, well, I remember still I've been uh, having the invite by Simon um, when I met up with that where I was actually going to go and have a crack at his uh, FKT and the ladder of Peter. Oh, yeah. And so I got some maps off of Simon. That's when, that was when he asked me if I wanted to give it a go. Um, and 
I'm a bit of a shocker of not looking at the vastness of some challenges <laughs> and just going, oh, see, that sounds fun. I'll do yeah. it well. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't actually <laughs> compute what I was doing until was two or three days in. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I thought this might be a bit more of a doozy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but that's all cool. Um, and yeah, but similar to, um, you know, what Dan was saying, I suppose, like I, I've done a few multi-day uh, events and, and those longer journeys where um, it's so immersive um, that uh, it's, yeah, somewhere a super uh, simple version of life. Um, mm. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful place to be, especially in you know, life uh, where it's very reactive to a lot of different things. Um, and so it's a place where you can learn a lot about yourself. Um, and, uh, you know, especially with the, the, the work I do, it's good to be able to practice what I preach. So, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. it's got, yeah, some there. So I think, uh, yeah, the components of that and then it all sort of unfolded. Um, uh, but the whole, yeah, the whole, the, the whole journey sort of um, ended up being for, you know, far greater than us four runners. Mm. So that's very special. Mm. And um, I think, uh, you know, um, what was highlighted about, the journey was how many people were behind us during the run. Um, and it's not until afterwards on reflection, you can see how many people were there just following us um, and also getting inspired by that journey. Yeah. Um, so I think that is one of those things which is the outcome for that, which definitely uh, makes it feel even more richer and special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can touch on that now. Obviously, in the lead up to the event, you lost your uh, crew chief, Randall Taylor, mm. and tragic accident. And so it also became a, a huge fundraising effort for Autism Camp Australia to honour his men- memory. Mm. At last count, um, you raised 36227 so just mm. over 6000 over your, your goal, mm. uh, which is phenomenal. Um, so obviously Randall has a deep connection to that organisation. Mm. Um, do you want to say a little bit about it? And, or is yeah, it, are the sure. donations still open? Yeah, donations yeah. are still so open. The link will be in the show notes, of course. We're super thankful for the support. <laughs> like we certainly yeah. felt supported ourselves, but also, um, yeah, Randall was just a wonderful and iconic um, guy in um, yeah, SA triathlon as well as um, uh, ultra running and trail running in general. He supported and uh, crewed for... David Turnbull um, in his 2017 Ice and FKT. He was the sort of guy who you'd met once for, you know, literally minutes and then would be connected to for, um, you know, the rest of your life. It's just that sort of um, personality. And um, he, uh, like I call him the Heisen Oracle. Like he he knew, and yeah, the Heisen Trail better than any other runner in South Australia I think like you know apart from maybe David Turnbull who's actually done it and been on it a lot but Randall you know did all the planning and been raced on it multiple times in different places and uh, just has a knack for maps and geography and all that kind of stuff so um, yeah we you know he was so keen to um, crew for this and you know we were pretty keen as soon as he um, made that generous offer to um, have him as our crew chief and mm. uh, and then in November uh, of course yeah November 27th it was just a uh, shock um, disbelief like just um, uh, and even now really like it's it's yeah it's it doesn't take much to just revisit all of those emotions um, yeah. but um, we, we'd initially resisted the idea of fundraising 
for this run because um, we felt like it would complicate things and it'd be difficult to maintain our focus on what we needed to do. Um, but uh, yeah, following Randall's passing, uh, there actually became a whole deeper level of uh, why and yeah. Yeah. And, and a real desire to honour him in some way. Um, uh, he yeah, has a son with autism and had done a number of runs, raising awareness and funds for autism uh, mm-hmm. in his life. And um, uh, yeah, so it was just a natural fit after conversation with Mel, his wife, and uh, then and a friend, Travis Saunders, who's also pretty well known in SA, uh, ultra running but also uh, Trav's um, yeah, has a similar passion around autism yeah. and, um, and the rest is history yeah mm-hmm. they've been wonderful to work with we're just so um, stoked that um, those funds will yeah may be making a tangible difference in kids lives that otherwise yeah just like basically process the entire world in a different way than what most of the population does and yeah, we yeah, it's be impossible to imagine what that's like. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, Autism Camps Australia, um, yeah, provide these great opportunities for these kids to uh, grow and develop um, further, as well as build community. Um, it's uh, yeah, pretty amazing mm. to be contributing to that. And the fundraising effort doesn't just stop here, does it? There's Randall's record breakers. Yeah. That's ongoing. Well, they started a whole campaign. Yeah. And they'll decide whether. Yeah, how and what form that takes. So yeah. I suppose that'll work out. But it, but even yeah, even if it doesn't continue, we yeah, we just I suppose feel pretty blessed that we know Randall would have loved being on the run and making all this you know seeing the stories unfold and then making those his own and telling them in the way that only he can tell them and retell yeah. them a million times. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. Also. Um. Yeah. It'll obviously yeah things like this never bring. Uh, a great person like Randall back, but it's it is nice to be able to honour him in that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then and Liz, you then stepped up and said y- yes to these guys. So what's your why? <laughs> um, I just wanted to help guys. Yeah, help them. Like every day that we get out on the trails, I feel like it's a gift, and um, to have the privilege of being able to support them through that journey for that length of time. Um, I also knew that there wasn't a huge amount of other people that could step up, step up <laughs> and do it to be able to give them that continuous support, um, which I felt was important to have at least one person with the consistency over the full journey. Um, so, yeah, I made my plans last year and was always going to be there from start to finish. And it was a part of the world that I hadn't been in myself, so it was great to see part of the countryside, albeit rather briefly racing from checkpoint to checkpoint. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, I've, I supported Simon when he did the Coast to Cozzy a couple of years ago, and I think the plan may have even been hatched around that time. And mm. yeah, it was keen to jump on board and get over to South Australia. Mm. And when Liz, when Liz jumped in, I messaged like everyone and, and <laughs> immediately said, I think our chances of succeeding just went up about 30%. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll tell you what, I, I feel like I was right. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we yeah. all feel that way. It's, um, we've reflected, uh, we haven't been able to reflect on the whole thing. There's just too many days and so yeah. much to unpack. But, yeah. um, but one thing we've mentioned a number of times since finishing is just uh, 
the, the moments that we um, uh, hate, hate, hate is not the right word, Liz, but um, just like <laughs> we just the like, tough luck, the tough luck was hard to accept. And and at the very but same on reflection, time, yeah, oh, yes. and, and yeah. especially now, you know, just so faithful. And I, I said it to Liz mm. a number of times on the last day, but um, the the way that Liz led us uh, through the whole journey and day mm. by day actually drew something out of us that we didn't even realize was there and yeah. um and we wouldn't have responded to liz like uh to other people the way we did to liz um just like i said before because of what liz has done and uh and who she is um yeah you just know you don't complain you just you <laughs> yes. just smile and Mutual respect. <laughs> <laughs> so much respect yes and um and yeah and yeah and, and looking back you know liz was right on every call in terms of uh, yeah, we, we came in over a day ahead of where we needed to and, mm. um, and yeah, we're sore, but you're going to be sore. Mm. Well, we're all sore except for Dan. Was it you who just on the weekend went out and did an 18 minute 5k? Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think your Strava's are empty <laughs> <laughs> and yours are full of little runs, cycling. <laughs> and taking a long yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rue and I couldn't have done it a second faster. Dan could have probably put an 11 in front of it. <laughs> but, um, but Dan, yeah, Dan, you even you said it was hard. Like, oh, it was still difficult. <laughs> yeah. Don't think it was a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so in the lead up, um, you know, big event coming. There's always that paranoia. I'm going to mm. get sick, and you're just like hypersensitive mm. to everything in your body. Were there injuries, niggles you had to deal with to start healthy at the beginning? Uh, I, I personally, healthy, yeah, but... I think I think. Mentally, always too up for the game, but then um, mm. physically, then we probably wouldn't say I was like a ten out of ten. I mean, yeah. I, I'd roll my ankle pretty, mm. pretty nicely at mm. Buffalo. I was racing over there in yeah. Stampede, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was a uh, no more than like three meters down uh, at the end of this big long descent from TKs, and then I stacked it and rolled it, and that was probably six weeks or five weeks. Yeah, that was actually so that was um. That wasn't ideal, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, hey, that's all good. You yeah. just have to adapt to that and move mm-hmm. through it. Um, so that was probably the only thing for me um, had mm-hmm. some form of concern. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose not wanting to catch COVID, like Marcus mm-hmm. did get COVID in May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. um, uh, and maybe Liz, you're better off telling the story. But like we had crew members catch COVID in the first few days, so that was honestly a concern except mm. fortunately we just had enough to focus on running forwards <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but Liz yeah maybe maybe you can share that sequence of events and the impact even on the crew um yeah so I think we were yeah probably in day three or four and um my husband was feeling pretty sick on the evening and he went and did a rat the next day and he had tested positive so I immediately removed myself from him and we were in our camper van. So I just went and camped with the boys and got out of the van and left him in the van. And then um, we, all the rest of the crew um, did tests and unfortunately Dan's parents also, um, who were his two support crew people, he they also tested positive. Um, and it was around the time that Marcus was also mm. having to leave because of his injury. 
So we went from, you know, just getting into the groove and starting to get into nice routines with the crew that we have down to only three crew members. So our crew was halved um, for a period of about seven days um, while the people that had tested positive um, went and isolated and removed themselves from the group. Um, Yeah, so that, that was quite challenging when we were down to just two vehicles and three support people um, just having to manage our time a bit more efficiently. And, um, yeah, we had another replacement, uh, Dan's sister came in and she joined the party for a while, but then she got gastro, so she <laughs> decided that it wasn't smart for her to hang around. Um, <laughs> so she only lasted a day. Um, oh, no. So, yeah, there, there are a few challenges that we managed, yeah. but um, we tried to manage them all uh, in such a way that the boys just didn't really realise the impact that it was mm. having on us and that they could just focus on the running and we would just shield them from... Um, well, basically the shit show that was... Yeah, <laughs> L- literally at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do remember someone saying to me, I think you're in your first day, like, yeah, they kind of say, visitors are nice, but they're all a bit paranoid about COVID. And then to hear oh. that three days later, like, yeah, it's all yeah. ripping through. Yeah, we just felt like COVID was probably the one thing that might just stop us real fast yeah, or, or, or yeah. a good quality flu <laughs> and um, we didn't know whether our immune systems were going to be up because of you know just mm. being focused mm. on the goal and all that sort of stuff or whether through the fatigue we'd actually be, be vulnerable. a bit more vulnerable. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. A big question for something like this is, and again I know it's all going to be different and but how do you train for something like this? What is what are some things you did differently in the lead up to this and you would normally do leading up to a big I event? Know. So I, I typically do a lot of flat running. Yep. Have a lot of flat races. And so for yep. myself it was pretty obvious, okay, I've got to hit the trails a bit more. Yep. So I think I went from probably not even doing any hilly runs at all to doing like three or four. So just I yep. felt like I put in six weeks of just solid training, like 150 yeah. to 250 k's a week. Yeah. And that was like, by the time I got to the start of the ice, that was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. like, yeah, focusing on heels yeah. and getting that strength. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I would say I'm probably the polar opposite. <laughs> but, uh, no yeah. flats uh, and all heels. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, Yes, I probably you know, I had to be at less kilometers, I suppose, as well. Uh, probably my max week was maybe, maybe 150, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe with that, I suppose. Um, and uh, but uh, I'd done wasn't previously a lot of other sort of multi day sort of things. Um, so like I saw you hysterical for the loops, like yeah, yeah sort of you just you just run and run and run and run. So, the, the, yeah. the, so <laughs> I, I, I was um, hoping that would be similar to that in terms of. How much mindset it was in comparison yeah. to capacity of the body. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, both Duke and I also did the Grampians Peaks FKT, which was a bit of an accident, but ended up happening. So, that was also a good, I suppose, <laughs> um, yeah, trial experience. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I suppose there's little adventures like that. Um, but next time, I think I would also strengthen the front of my shins a lot more. I know that the tip muscle, there's a, a certain movement that you can do um, to strengthen up that. So, um, yes, uh, from the experience of the height and then a bit of feedback I've got yeah. my legs, strengthen those um, a lot. Yes. So, yeah. At what day did that start complaining? 
Sounds like you went through a lot of suffering. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you're aware that you're running a high school. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, uh, for me, like day four, I had a left day four. issue yeah. going. But then uh, celebrated the win that the following day they'd gone and I could massage on out. Yeah. Um, and thought I'd uh, gone through my trial of fire. But then that came about uh, to probably just up in Marable, I reckon. So that maybe like six, day six or something maybe. Um, and then... Like enough, I could get that for the rest of the journey. Um, yeah. So, but that's so good. It just made the journey that much sweeter <laughs> when we finish. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I slowed down the training a lot in the last month. Like, mm. I, um, just from some previous stuff I've done, I was aware that um, you know you call it a run, and really what that means is you're you're moving as fast as you can at any point, but that's going to end up being a lot of hiking and mm. um, and a lot of shuffling, to be honest. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so, so I was doing some hill repeats with a weight vest just to get the hiking legs a bit more activated and yeah. keeping the Ks up but slowing them right down. Like um, kind of, you know, a five-minute K definitely uses the legs in a different way to a seven- mm. to eight-minute K. So yeah. it's just trying to get those seven- to eight-minute K legs ready. I do think, though, also on reflection, there's two big periods of adaptation and one of them was around the end of day three. Um, and I mean that in a positive way. Yeah. And then, even though, yeah, I was very sore around day seven or eight. There was almost another period of, or sense of adaptation again. Um, just yeah, like you know, you're moving so differently for the last four to five days than we were in the first four to five days. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was interesting. And, and I, you know, and I do feel like the first two days, even though we made good progress there was a sense of you know doing them way slower than what we could have mm. um but that giving the body a little bit of a chance to work out what's going on yeah keep up with your plans your mental plans yeah. <laughs> uh, liz i'm interested to hear from you just about mm. what you expected to happen and whether what did happen is exactly what you expected or whether there was any surprises for you around how we moved or didn't um, no, it pretty much played out the way I thought it would play out. But, yeah. you know, by day four or five, I'd be dealing with three toddlers <laughs> having to make all the decisions yeah. for them because yeah. all you can think about is just putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you need to think about is putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I think, Simon, you probably should have picked up your poles a couple of days earlier than you did. Um, you know, that's not a weakness. It's just a, it's another tool it's another you know piece mm. of strategy um but yeah i think other than that it just unfolded yeah pretty much the way i thought it would mm. obviously there have been a massive amount of logistics mm. behind the scenes we probably oh. don't have time to cover all what are some of the logistical highlights of oh. preparing for and running an event like this liz over to you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. We mean all the all the interesting bits. So, so I was I was in an area that I was completely unfamiliar with. So um, being given a, a trail map um, without the road map around the side of it was quite um, unhelpful. Um, not being able to see where we could drive to get from one checkpoint to the other. We nearly missed the very first checkpoint on the very first day because it took us a lot longer to drive. 55 60 kilometers when they were only running 12 or 14 kilometers but we made it 
and we took a big deep breath and we thought okay this is definitely going to take longer than we thought to get everywhere um, other challenges were roads that were on maps that were not drivable they were just four-wheel drive dirt tracks which meant we had a lot of times where we had to hike into um, places where we thought we were going to meet them um, lots of locked gates that weren't <clears throat> necessarily on maps um, yeah, just the challenges of being in a very unfamiliar, unforgiving terrain, like it's quite remote um, up on the northern part of the trail. And then continually people would say to us, it's going to get easier, it's going to get easier. It really didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> right through until the very end, we were still coming up against um, places where we thought we would get in to see them. Um, and where we couldn't see them. And I guess the other challenge we faced was where were we going to sleep each night? Mm. Um, because nothing was really locked in and then that became a bit of a moving target. Uh, we had some great help from the local community. Um, I had an absolute trail angel out there organising through all the footy clubs. Um, oh, wow. we, we kind of had this little routine where he would call me at two o'clock in the afternoon and I'd say, yep, I think this is XYZ is going to be our sleeping point and he'd get on the phone and uh, magically mm. open the locker rooms of a footy club so we could have somewhere to have a shower and get out of the weather. Wow. Um, so yeah, we had a lot of nights undercover that we weren't really expecting. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, just even just the groceries and the organising of all the food, like, and creating like, yeah, counting <coughs> carbs, like making sure you're feeding them all and like, just so the, that would have been the, huge. There was a sponsor called, or the people came on board, the Meal Hub, who mm. made these amazing pre-cooked, home-cooked, um, mm. vacuum-sealed sauces. And so we could just heat those up at night time and all we then had to cook was either pasta or rice or spaghetti or something else to go with those sauces. And they were yummy and nutritious. And mm. um, what, you know, one of the highlights was um, if people were ringing throughout the course of the event and they would say, is there anything that they could do to help? I would say, yes, you can bring sausages and we're going to be in this forest. <laughs> <laughs> a random stranger would just arrive with two dozen oh. cooked sausages with fresh white bread and tomato sauce yes. and we didn't have to cook that day. <laughs> the, the people that, that came out of their way to help in that way was just unbelievable. Mm. Awesome. Yes, it seems like you've got great memories of sausages. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no fantastic. <laughs> yes, I was uh, quite, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't putting lots of food, so it was nice to have, um, yeah. yeah, some sausages and other foods like yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think, too, um, it's so hard to, like, you can plan for a two-day race, um, but you don't even know what you're going to want to eat, so you end up mm. probably buying more than what you need but it's a bit of just in case yeah and to be honest it got to a point of i'll eat just about anything and if it goes in right. just put it in yeah so yeah. Yeah. dead potatoes i think it's dead potatoes yeah, oh, yeah. the best like the week after this trip i just bought bags of that and i've been eating that it tastes so good so i don't have to chew so i don't waste calories by chewing yeah it just flows down the hatch and it tastes yummy oh my gosh yeah that was the I definitely have um, I have fond memories of standing on the side of a road in the middle of the paddock in the dark <laughs> with the jet boil going, boiling up water to make, you know, dead mashed potatoes oh. or make two minute noodles or try and get some something warm in the wind mm, that the they best. could just inhale yeah. when they came through the checkpoint. Oh. Yeah. We appreciated that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the end, like we didn't weigh ourselves before and after and stuff like that, but you know, I saw ribs on the side of my rib mm. cage that I haven't seen for years. Um, yeah. 
and I've been eating like a horse since oh, and it mm. hasn't changed like I don't know the body's just grabbing everything it can to repair <laughs> or something but yeah yeah all the metabolism's still going nuts but anyway so plan versus reality so you posted mm. a picture of a, a bag of a food it had a little meal plan so this is the plan tell me what the reality was more like so like breakfast four wheat bix with milk Oh, then yeah. banana and tailwind at a stop, six wafer biscuits and couldn't see around the side of the packet, <laughs> something else. Vegemite sandwich next up with something else. Banana and tailwind next stop, two minute noodles next stop and then finish with tailwind, chocolate milk, soft drink, not Coke, and um, multivitamins and fish oil. Wow, you did well to get hold of that. Podcasters are stalkers. I feel like um, that happened for the first two days yeah. and there's still elements of that that happened all the way through mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so um, how did I, it devolve or evolve well, I, think, I think just the mid- everything in the middle of the day was whatever the crew just found and yeah. what came up and, and it was great too having people coming up from Adelaide and just bringing random stuff and you know things that come into the mix but I, I had mm. you know four to five wheat bix with chocolate milk every morning for breakfast but that didn't change the whole time yeah um, still had my fish oil every night I don't know what else I did and didn't do. Oh, I had my, yeah, we all had our, whatever our sort of protein thing was for the end of the day. I think we, we all stuck to that. Yeah. Um, so there's some things that we stuck to. And yeah, for me, two minute noodles, I feel like I could have eaten them and was eating them the whole run, no problems. Mm. So that was probably the, there wasn't anywhere near as much um, food sort of fatigue as what I was probably expecting. Like the variety was amazing and I, I, I didn't have one gel, I don't think, these guys. I didn't have gel. No, uh, yeah. gel. So, mm. we, so we had tailwind or the equivalent, you know, the whole time, definitely. But everything else was real food, real, food. real soft drink, mm. real <laughs> milk. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Rue had, Ru had a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit of a funny story about that. <laughs> Maybe Rue can tell it. But. So, oh, I was just I was doing the Heisen 105, which is the 115. Yeah, yeah. Last year, I think it was, maybe... Oh yeah, before but anyway, um, I was doing that and I hit the wall pretty badly about eighty or ninety k's ago, and then couldn't stomach much and was cramping and in pretty bad shape. And then uh, managed to sort of get down a bit of coke and some pineapple, and then I got down to the last sort of oh, maybe ten k's to go, and I did something cold, and a mate had a non-alcoholic beer, yeah. And so I slammed that down and. Then I was doing five minute thirty <laughs> days to the remaining period, and uh, so wow. what do you know? Winning juice. And so I had that at the backyard ultra at Loxton as well. Yeah. So, and uh, just it's just nice to change up your yeah, taste buds. Yeah. And sweet stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and just feel a bit more, I suppose, normal in some ways. Yeah. Um, so uh, and it's nice and cold and busy. Um, yeah. On the weekend, just gone, and I can't remember the name, so I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. But there, there was available for every runner that finished uh, zero percent alcohol and this is not really a beer it's beer flavored powerade huh. so it's all full of electrolytes <laughs> wow. but it's beer <laughs> so, yeah so someone has gone bruise on to something oh, yeah, and crime. they've made your I product for you like. yeah <laughs> so yeah it actually exists wow. yeah <laughs> beer beer powerade yeah. wow. oh my goodness um now i when i was had time to dot watch it seemed that you guys ran kind of more like a concertina like you, you kind of do your own thing and come back <laughs> mm-hmm, together mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so what was the strategy with like you're a team but you're running separately yeah i yeah. think was it maybe the first 
three days or even day four. To, yeah. to, until we got to Melrose, I felt like we were pretty much mm. sticking together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was just because our legs could. Um, mm. And then, yeah, from then it became a bit more, if you're feeling good, just go with it. And if you're not, just do what you need to do. Mm. And um, uh, personally, I think that worked really well. Like, I had a couple of days where I had to start at 5am because I couldn't keep up on the flats because of my ankle and, um, you know, I actually was really thankful that I could just do my pace for a couple of days and, and these guys mm. in the meantime could do their pace and still get a bit more sleep and, and, and all that and, and it all went in swings and roundabouts, like there was mm. nights later where I got in first and mm. whatever. I was super thankful for the last night though. Um, I got lost by 4Ks earlier in the day and then, um, yeah, spent probably like six hours trying to catch Rue. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't catch Rue. I was going slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally caught Rue just before mm. dark. Um, but was, yeah, and, and made a choice at that point to, you know, like I'm just going to stick with mm. Rue till we get yeah. to our swags. Nice. Just sort yeah. of kind of savour savor that kind of thing. But everything else was, yeah, if you got time together, which there was those little times. That was great, but it just, um, you know, dare I say, like we we're all pushed to a point of, uh, like, you know, you've got so little to give. Mm. Uh, you just kind of need to do what you need to do. And I think, fortunately, because of the rapport we've got with one another, we just respected that and mm. knew, yeah, just knew we'd have the ups and the downs at different times. Yeah. Because yep. if you're all together with your downs, you've got to go as slow as the slowest person. Mm. Yeah. And then... It just makes everyone slower overall. Yeah, I think I think it was quite cool. I think I think we did a few mornings that we would always sort of start semi together, mm. and then by sort of midday we'll be all in our own little groovy funks, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> um, or flow states. Um, but anyway, so like, and so you just went with where you're at. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think it worked yeah. quite well. Yeah. Um, and it made it even more special when you were at times if you were in a bit of a funk, and then there was someone else there that could just finish off. That yeah. ending with you, mm-hmm. um, and just yeah, and it was, I think worked yeah. out yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, and then when people came in at the latter stages, like other runners came in, yeah. Um, even that, like I, I found it's, it normally takes a, a lot to make me not talk. And yeah. uh, there was a few stages <laughs> that I just said to them, "Hey, you know what? I'd love to be able to have a conversation right now, but I'm barely standing up." Yeah, <laughs> and so it's really good. I've never ever had to do that, so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even if we were together out there, we probably wouldn't talk to each other. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it worked out well. Yeah. And what did that mean for you, Liz, having them spread out? Um, it wasn't so much of a problem uh, when we had full crew, but when we were down to when we were short staffed with our crew, um, having to man a controller mm. or a checkpoint uh, for two different times was a little bit problematic. Um, excuse me it was um yeah but it was manageable um dan was just um towards the back end of the the days he was quite a way ahead of the other boys but thankfully by that stage his parents had been able to come back and rejoin crew and so they basically crewed him through a checkpoint and then immediately he left that checkpoint they moved forward so he would have somebody there to meet him and then we would wait for the other two to come through and then we would move forward so um, it would have been quite problematic if that if they'd spread out even further, but yeah, mm. it was it was manageable, um, manageable when it happened. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And personally, like I I enjoyed having Ruin Dan in front of me at different times, 
um, on for long periods of time, because it, it 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 kept me thinking, these guys, you know, are moving faster than me. Like I can, you know, I can and should be moving faster. There wasn't a sense of, um, uh, like the danger of travelling together too. I think is you all just start taking it a bit easy. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like, mm. and yeah. it sounds so ridiculous, but the difference between five k's an hour or six k's an hour. Uh, really adds up at mm. the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though in the moment it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But um, stay on your feet for 20 hours and do the maths and all of a sudden, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it adds up. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it any differently, to be honest. Like, mm. well, I enjoyed even chasing, like when we got to a checkpoint and I'd be mm. like, oh, how far is Dan ahead? Or how someone said, I feel like there's a little bit of white lies there. But sometimes I'd be like, oh, it's only 15 minutes up the road. So I'm like, ah, oh, sick. I'm going to chase him down when. Yeah. In reality, probably more like 45 minutes. But um, yeah. <laughs> it was cool to be like, cool, I'm going to try to mm. chase him down and it allowed me to not think about the discomfort. And yeah. it's like, cool, I'm going to try to chase him down now. And um, I really yeah. enjoyed that component. Yeah. 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 It was definitely good. Like if you dropped to the back, you knew that the pace would sort of be kept honest. Yeah. It's like, mm. yeah, these other guys are in front of me. I can't imagine being DT <laughs> and mm. running by yourself. And if you start getting slower... You don't really have anyone to be accountable with. Like, mm. hey, we're getting here tonight. I'll see you mm. there. Definitely. So it's definitely better, yeah, even yeah. being spread out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's probably worth acknowledging that, like, you know, um, you know, I'm so thankful we did it as a team, like, because mm. of sharing yeah. the memories. But also, like, I do think that did enable us to push or it made it made the hard pushes easier at some level. Um I you know DT to do what he did, even though he was you know had support crew as well, but mm. as the only runner, um yeah, just so much respect for mm. the mental, uh toughness, the physical grit, the yeah, just um, because the idea of that to be honest, like it scares me. I don't even know if I, <laughs> I would like like coming into it. You know, I I I don't think I would have minded either way, but in general, I'd rather with this sort of stuff, just have people to share mm. those memories with. Yeah. Mm. Um, but having done it now, like, yeah, I think, you know, all of us were about halfway through just going, man, so glad we're doing this as a team. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 we do a message and say, mate, that's the respect to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and even just having that trust of yourself with Nav, uh, mm. like, uh, mm. and not that Nav's super hard out there, mm. but if you're by yourself, you can start doubting things. And when you start doubting things, things will go pear-shaped. Yeah. And uh, so... Mm. You know, even at the point where we had a few mistakes here and there, but we were able to sort of help each other out and get out of those places yeah. quickly yeah. before they yeah. got to a point where they could bite you well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, we, we were teasing you before you arrived because um, you went to the wrong, right right, right address, right number, right street, wrong suburb. And uh, and, and Liz said, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> so which kind of hinted at perhaps there were a few little navigational things uh, over the course of the 12-ish days. So were there any? Yeah, no, nothing, that was, nothing that killed us. Yeah. I, um, I sent Rue and Dan down the wrong track at Warabra. It was... One of the steepest hills we've been on. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, I still went down there because that's the way I thought it was as well. But yeah. Rue went the furthest, I think, probably a whole K down. Uh, added about 200 metres of oh. elevation to the day. <laughs> and then on the second to last day, I did a 2Ks 
down James Track, um, having done the Heisman 105 back in the day, going, oh, oh yeah. great, James Track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, um, anyway, realising and having to come back up. So, so those little bits and pieces are on the relive. Um, but They're just little outbacks. Yeah, yeah. little outbacks <laughs> that, um, that yeah. hurt at the time. But, yeah, like, you know, to be honest, we... Well, maybe I think, but even that we're at one like that was it was frustrating. But it's, you just can't. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. So no. in the grand scheme of things, the whole length of the journey, yeah, mm. such a small speck in comparison to all the other things which were uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, extra views. Nice, nice. Now you guys, you obviously have been talking about some of the suffering that you went through, um, like on. Facebook, we see the sunrises, the the snitties being eaten, that kind of thing. You know, reaching camp, that's pretty much what we see. Uh, Liz did say on ABC Radio, uh, it's not all unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure who did the Facebook update that said, this is it, this is the whole update. Update, it's not flat or dry or warm. Like that. <laughs> that was it, that was the whole message. <laughs> And was it Dan on Nine News? Um, 12 to 21 hours per day of 100% focus on moving forward and committing to the cause and suffering a lot. So, I mean, what is the physical mental reality of breaking this record and doing this epic event? Uh, yeah, I'd say, uh, or for me, I suppose, mm. um, yeah, I think... Um, the probably my more challenging one was um, my, my right ankle. That I think that uh, from Maribel for the last sort of five days, um, mm-hmm. it's really sometimes it can be a tricky place where um, you're trying to be optimistic in your head, but every foot strike tells you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's really unique. And because you've got so much time to think about it, uh, I suppose it's very easy if you let that in too much, you just talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it was an awesome opportunity to have that, um, mm-hmm. that game in the head to really be having that fight. Um, not that I wanted that every day of my life. Yeah, no. But the things that you learn from that is uh, you, know, you can't pay for that. So, yeah. so how you know, did you stop it from coming in or lessen it? Uh, Do you got golly. any particular um, strategies that I you remember? I would say, well, the first time it came out, which was on the left ankle, um, that was the day before I was going to see my sister and my sister's kids. Yeah. And then the following day after that, I knew my CrossFit gym was going to do a ride with Rue day, like a fundraising day at oh, the gym. Brilliant. So I knew that, well, really, you need to make sure you see the kids and you need to make sure that um, you're still there while the CrossFit gym is doing their big fundraiser for you. Um, so for me, on those days, that was the thing that was going to get me through. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's those days as well as my, my mum actually, before the, the journey, um, she was walking on the beach and found a rock. And she was like, she could have chose a leaf, which I wish she did. But anyway, oh, she was no. like, oh, here's a lucky rock, hold this. And she was going through a bunch of cancers and other things. She said, Rue, if I can get through this stuff, you can get through the Heisen Trail. So I put that on my, my running vest, which actually ended up putting a nice red hole in my chest. <laughs> and so, uh, yes, I was grateful for the heaviness on my chest. Um, but I, I also grabbed that and thought about that a few times. Well, it made times. you think about it. Oh, it was well and truly there. Yeah. So, um, so small things out. And for me, I honestly... Think about um, the the community that's behind you, and yeah. for me, I had my my phone on airplane mode for most of the days. Mm. And when I was in a real groovy funk, I would turn that on um, and see all these messages from different people in my world. 
Mm. Um, and I use that for fuel to go, okay, you know, these people are, you know, are supporting you, encouraging, so you can't mm. stop. Yeah. Um, and so it almost felt like there was thousands of people holding you up and carrying you to the next checkpoint. Mm. So for me, that was, that's how I get through mm. yeah. the challenging times. Yeah. Um, so, mm. yes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely pretty cool seeing Rue just move forwards despite, yeah, just a million reasons at times to not. Mm. Um, and I think that yeah, inspired all of us at different times, for mm. sure. I um, When Rue and I were on training runs, one discussion we had a number of times was, uh, we hope this is the hardest thing we've ever done. <laughs> so even though you, know, you want to succeed and... Yeah, in any moment, like you, you don't look for suffering. Like we, mm. if there was a sense of, like if this isn't going to be the hardest thing we've ever done, what, you know, how many days do you have to be out there for? <laughs> anyway, twelve was plenty. Um, <laughs> and uh, the games yeah. we're doing. Um, uh, one, one, probably the most helpful. Um, one of the most helpful things for me. Well, there's two helpful things. One was DT, um, who's been coaching her, who's a good mm. friend. Um, yeah, you know, he, he just made a probably what he thought was an off the cuff comment around um, potentially ruin myself just having to bulldog our way through. Mm. But I really latched on to that um, on a couple of days when I was, uh, you know, moving a bit slower. I remember seeing Liz, um, you know, at a checkpoint early one morning, just coming out of World's End. Uh, you know, amazing headwind, great rain, <laughs> just mm. like harness <laughs> weather. But just, just, just really embrace that idea of, uh, yeah, all right, this this run will slip away from me unless I just grab onto that, you know, the mm. rope, so to speak, mm. uh, like a bulldog, and just hang on until, you know, uh, not till death. But, uh, <laughs> but, but there was just this sense of, um, yeah, which, which I haven't really tapped into um, in other races that I've done. Um, mm. Like even though there's, yeah, certainly been plenty of, discomfort in that so that was helpful the other thing that was helpful was um yeah to be honest like just the crew who'd given up two weeks of their life mm. to support us like you you did feel very quickly like even though you know um you know we'll have the privilege of having our name on the fkt for the time being um but you felt like you were doing it for the whole team so to speak mm. and that included the crew so there was definitely a part of me which went yeah well yeah, a, a bit like the back out ultra actually in Loxton. Rue, Dan and I did that uh, last year and yeah. we, we agreed no one just stops. If we're going to finish this, like we time out on the lap, yep. we, we don't just go, no, I can't do another lap. Mm-hmm. So uh, I fe- it was a bit like that in the sense, well, if I time out, so be it. But mm-hmm. while I'm not timing out, I'm going to stay in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Dan, is there any I, um, I just remember... I think it was day five, seeing Rue come in, well, hearing him and uh, <laughs> and hearing his interview and uh, you were like almost like a thermic, I reckon, and I couldn't even understand what you were saying. <laughs> Your voice was like shaky and I thought, I think it's only going to be Simon and I at the end. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And uh, just to see you get through like another... Seven days, man, <laughs> in like the worst shape I swear I've ever seen anyone and yourself, Simon, um, just with that ankle and, you know, sacrificing that time and just, 
I guess getting that behind the scenes view mm. and knowing what I was already going through and seeing you guys in so much worse of shape. You know, I thought I was meant to be the one inspiring people, but like just to get there to the end with you boys is just something I'm never going to forget. Mm. And just amazing. So um, I just feel super blessed to be part of the journey. I didn't suffer mm. as much as these other guys. <laughs> um, definitely still had some hard moments for myself. Like when mum mm. and dad got COVID, Mm. that was really hard mm. for me um because the aid station before that had alligator gorge i felt like everything was working really well and yeah um, i thought great this is awesome i'm dad here and then they left yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they <were> gone. <laughs> but the event was so long yeah. that i knew i'd still see them on the last day yeah, I th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. when so you said like, the day before i'm like hang on, i was trying to do the maths going they would have been able to come back that's how long the event yeah, is right. so for me like that was a big motivation for me. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to see them and I'm going to still be out here. I'm going to get to the end. Um, so that was a good motivation. I was able to use that yeah. to, to help me get to the end. Yeah. Fantastic. What are some of the more like weird things along the way? Like the, the singing fence would be. Oh, yeah. In the, in, the, in the night, the electric <laughs> fence, the, the fence. Diff- with the different voices, oh, like a little yeah, fence yeah, choir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like, what were some of the kooky things along the way? Because, you know, in that state, anything amuses you. (laughs) This probably doesn't directly speak to it, but it'll give us all a bit more time to think. Mm -hmm. I I do think one really interesting thing is the way that the trail that you're on at any time shapes your expectations about what the trail is going to be like in 20 or 30 or 50 Ks. Mm -hmm. Um, So... For example, like you're on a road for a while and you start then doing a little bit of trail mass based on the pace you're moving on the road. Vice versa, you're in a paddock with rocks (laughs) and sheep, which weren't a problem, but just, yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's a big difference between the paddocks around like Deep Creek and, you know, Mount Cone and all that stuff compared to the back of Burra. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how it yeah. Um anyway, um but uh and Mount Brown was probably the classic example. We we went up oh. Mount Brown yeah. on groomed trail, following contours, switchbacks, <laughs> great weather. Could see the stars. You could see the stars. <laughs> yeah. We were like, okay, like like we weren't loving it that we were still out there. <laughs> no. But we were like, okay, yeah. Here we are, we're knocking this off. It, yeah, this is good Gorgeous. to have it done. Yeah. And the conditions are pretty good. It's almost as soon as we summited, the cloud <laughs> comes in, wind follows immediately, yeah. then rain. And then, because I've never been up there before, yeah. like, as you're coming off the thing, like it's just steep paddocks. Like, and hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. It's it, just like it a rocky, like, really hard. sideways rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we spent... Is that the storm night? The, uh, was that a different of, night? One of the no, storm yeah, nights. That, no, that was that was the well, that was the only night that we had storm weather. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So just little things like that, you know. Yeah. But that could also flip the other way, where mm. you're expecting it to be, mm. you know, harder. But then um, it actually, oh, actually, that was. Yeah. That was we were right. pretty lucky with weather. We had some. Oh crap! Most of it was awesome weather. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, well, Liz, from your perspective, was there anything? A little hilarious, a little unexpected. Um, 
Well, I think I, as I said before, they they just all deteriorated into mm-hmm. toddlers mm-hmm. and needed us to, you know, make all the decisions for them and um, things just moved slowly. I mean, I think it's funny on Simon's bag that he said he didn't want coke because he didn't. He couldn't get enough of coke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that, that was really wasn't the plan, but um, yeah, we had to put the call out for more coke and more chocolate milk. Um, yeah, it, there, there's nothing that immediately comes to mind. Yeah, they were, they were pretty pliable by the time you know they three or four and would just do what we needed them to do and just muscle on with it. Yeah, mm. I think I think one thing that's interesting compared to some other stuff I've done is because we got that sleep mm. at least once every 24 hours, yeah. it was definitely enough to keep hallucinations at bay. Like, mm. you know, any, any hallucination I had was so minor and it didn't stick around. What did you see? Um, yeah, like I can barely even remember. I just okay. remember at times going, did I just see that? Yeah. And then mm. moving on. Okay. But, um, and also just like, even though some nights we got two to three hours sleep, um, it was still enough that when you woke up the next morning, it was a new day. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was more than just a power nap, which is, I, I can't explain that, but yeah. Um, yeah. it was almost like the, that little bit of sleep was just enough to get you out there again, mm. do it all over again, drain the tank just a little bit more and <laughs> repeat. Um, yeah. So it was like this gradual decline in uh, whatever, yeah, yeah, mental and physical kind of ability. But, mm. yeah. but you Personally, I didn't notice it. It's more that you just realised days ago I could have done that, and now I'm like, yeah. You know, in the first week, like we we're pretty stoked to get a shower. Um, but then by about day five, I wanted my bed more than I wanted a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. 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 Were there any moments where you were worried about your safety? Anything happen? Like. Uh, just going down, down to the beach at Tunkhill. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that yeah. is uh, <laughs> the Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and um, and while we're even coming up off of Tunkalua, like it was quite windy at mm. times. You know, mm. we've done ninety odd k's for the day or something, and what twelve? Well, that was the twelfth, the full twelfth mm. day. Yeah, out. so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just. 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 Yeah. Maybe that sort of thing. Yeah. I, like. I didn't feel like I was literally going to fall off a cliff, but I was definitely leaning. Yeah. Inside. Had to focus mm. a lot. You had to focus. Because <laughs> you weren't really walking in a straight line for most of it, so therefore there was like yep. a very <laughs> yeah. minimal line that you could walk on in that section anyway. Yeah. 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 I didn't see any bulls though. Like in the past, you know, I've been in the same yeah. like bull. I've been in bull paddocks on the horse oh. a few times, and um, but we didn't cop that. There, I didn't see any snakes. Oh. Um. Pitchy Richie Pass, there's like this little hill and I went out from the last checkpoint without a head torch. Same thing, because in my mind, it was just a road. Yeah. And so I was like, great, that should take about two hours. And I shoot you up this steep technical hill (laughs) onto this ridge with hardly any discernible path. It took ages to get off there. Um, Yeah, so anyway, like just, so, so, you know, once again, I wouldn't say that was dangerous. It was just like, oh, that's a pain in the neck and... Yeah, if I'm going to yeah. roll an ankle, maybe it's going to be the next hour. But, yeah. um, but no one, you know, did that, did the, the like the immediate ankle roll. Mm. Like mm. We rolled over so many rocks. 
Yeah, like, made a creep yeah. So many near misses. Mm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, there wasn't any acute kind of, wow, I've just done my ankle. Yeah. It was more yeah. the overuse yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah, there's lucky. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you, there's like a lot of steps you have to take. <laughs> and it only takes one really oh. poor one. To, <laughs> Better than Mount Harden to Mount Brown. I reckon if you do an ankle, you'd probably mm. do it there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's heaps of creek work, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. yeah. It's true. So I didn't ask at the beginning, what was the overall elevation? Have you seen? The, I know you haven't looked at the spreadsheet, but... Like 28 or 20, maybe 28,000 maybe or something? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I think I it was think less than that on my strata. I think my strata was about... 26. Yeah, 26. Yeah, yeah. Like even that, it didn't, like there was a couple of days that felt like there was a lot of elevation. We saw yeah. we saw a couple of those Everest signs, like they got some Everest signs oh, out right. there. Oh, that's cool. Mm. The first Everest, second Everest, etc. All the, the, the little um, signs along the way of halfway or 7Ks or those are things. Mm. They're really awesome little celebration places mm. where it just makes it feel a bit more achievable. Yeah. You know, I've seen those. And you yeah. celebrate the small wins to get you through the yeah. more tougher times ahead. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, you talk about like a couple of hours sleep mm. per night. For Only some nights. No. Some we, nights. We got more yeah, what was, nights, so. what was sleep like? You got some sleep. places, I think it was Wazz's B&B helped um, out once. I'm not sure what they oh, that, what they did, but that was, that was that for the me, crew? Um, that was uh, a place where I went to do um, their laundry. Laundry, so, that's what it was. I knew <laughs> they'd done something really helpful for you and I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah. Got some washing done. But, yeah. <laughs> um, it was interesting, um, the the sleep, the whole sleep element, um, because they had a 6.01 start time to work towards. Mm. It actually didn't matter what time they went to bed. That was always mm. the time that they were going to get up. So we mm. were always up at 5 to have them up ready to be on the trail and moving at 6.01. And it didn't matter if they'd come in at 10 p.m., 1 a.m., 3am um, because we had that fixed starting time Mm. it was a really good goal to work towards Mm. and you just did what you needed to do to get through Mm. it and I think there was one night where um, they only got maybe an hour and a half sleep and the next day they had a a half an hour power nap in the Mm. middle of the day Mm. but in all the other days um, it was just individual little you know micro sleeps or little mini power naps to keep moving but that that fixed start time in the morning was just absolutely gold mm. they dirt naps these mini naps so any, any dirt naps uh, i only had one so no. i was yeah. um on the way to world's end it was a day i'd started early and was a solid hour and a half behind Will and dan i reckon so mm. for that last 20 k's a very runnable road with amazing tailwind like Ru and dan moved well mm. but i had to just uh hike a fair bit of it Anyway, I was with Amy and Reese, um, a couple of, uh, yeah, just amazing uh, friends and runners who came out to run with. And uh, I remember thinking uh, about halfway along, oh, this is so good because anything I ask Amy and Reese for, they'll give me. Uh, if I was with Liz, she'd tell me to just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I asked them, I said, can I just have a three minute power nap here, please? And, yeah, I just had this most amazing grass and just <laughs> straight out. And, but the, the power naps were a massive win for me. Like sometimes you, you wonder, you know, you sort of say to yourself, am I just, I don't know, do I really need this or don't I? Mm. But the, what they did for me, uh, like the hardest thing 
was actually maintaining focus to move forwards with purpose. Mm. It's like you almost needed to be just mentally there enough to be doing everything you could at any stage to move forwards as fast as you could, even if that wasn't very fast. Mm. Versus, did, I hear, did I hear a story that you were having power naps on styles? Yeah, that was with Mark. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Mark was also very generous. Um, we had a segment tapping out the beach too. We did too. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Right, right. That's true. Um, yeah, but, but for me, like, so Rue probably had the same thing, but there's basically just this drip-fed pain that is happening with every foot strike, and uh, and that's fine. Like, you just put up with it. But it's there's almost a fatigue that happens with that. And the micro sleep was just a way of actually just turning that tap off for a few minutes mm. and just being able to set off again, reset yeah. with a, a greater mm. tolerance for that, as mm. well as a bit more focus for for moving. Uh, mm. And I remember after that power nap that Liz mentioned, that half hour power nap, I thought, you know, it was quite flat terrain. I'm pretty sure it took us about seven hours to get 30 Ks. And I was, I was worried. I was just like, oh man, like this is not meant to be happening today. This is meant to be the, you know, move well, make good ground, set up for the following day, blah, blah, blah. Um, but after that power nap, you know, uh, my wife was there. Um, my parents were there. Mark Woods was there. There's a few people just while I was napping, you know, massaging, doing this and that. But I remember running out with Hales saying, we're not warming up, we're running out of here. Yeah. And, and we did, you know, and, yes. and maintained that momentum pretty much for the rest of the day. Um, mm. Just to, So it's quite amazing just mm. to experience some of that resetting where the body's capable, it's just need to hack it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. hack, hack yeah. whatever system. That's mm. mm. fine for me, I sometimes go into like a little, I think Simon saw it before we got to maybe whatever maybe, um, the, maybe it was the evening that um, Mark was having some oh, troubles. Yeah, yeah. And so I find out I, I, I paint this little circle in front of me and I get this little tunnel vision on that nothing goes in the circle or out the circle. So therefore, I don't have to think too hard. Yeah. And it's when I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, that way I can just focus in there. And that way I can almost sleep in my mind and just, yeah, go yeah. And <laughs> so uh, and that's a really nice little place I go in sometimes. And yeah, yeah. yeah definitely I, I experienced that a few times on this journey. As well, mm. that's my, almost my mic sleep while moving. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have a similar kind of experience where I was following Mark along Tungpilo Beach and it's like my mind was completely empty and I was just staring at his footprints. Yeah. And before mm-hmm. I knew it, it's like I lost track of time and before I knew it, oh, we're at the end of the beach. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> pretty um, cool. <laughs> one thing I'm interested in, Dan, is because yeah. there was some times where, like, you know, you were moving slower than Rue and I. Mm. Um, and probably mm. still doing that quite comfortably. And then just times when you decided, particularly on a road, yeah. you know, I don't know, I'm bored or something. I just want to <laughs> feel what it, feel, feel what running feels like again. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was going through your mind and how were you deciding when to hang back a bit and warm up a bit or something and think, or push? I think sometimes I feel like you get stuck in a rut and you get stuck in the same pace. Mm-hmm. So like you're shuffling along at eight minute pace if you do that for a number of hours, it's like, oh, can I actually go even quicker than this? Or am I, is this impossible to move any faster? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I like, like if it's nice and flat, sometimes I feel like, oh, let's open the legs up a bit, get moving a bit quicker. And sometimes I feel a bit fresher yeah, doing wow. that. So, mm. yeah. 
I find it helpful. I had like different shoes as well. I had a couple of road pairs and mm-hmm. some with heaps of cushioning, some without much at all. So yeah. I found that was good for my legs, like feeling fairly fresh. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Chucked on the Kmart shoes. Uh, oh, tell was, us more about that this. That was actually... Uh, this this oh. is a story we need to pick I, up. <laughs> yeah. I, so I chucked the Kmart shoes on at the end of day 12, that last 18K, and uh, yeah, it just flew. <laughs> what can I say? But, but before this, so, Dan, at what stage did you decide, I might grab a pair of poker trail shoes for this run? Because you were going to do the whole thing, potentially, in... Four or five pairs of Kmart shoes or something, is that right? Yeah, I was, and then I thought, this is going to be too bad for my legs. Like, it's just, it's going to be way too brutal. Um, so I bought them for probably like two days before, a pair of hoppers. Oh my goodness. But then it's weird because I find that cushion shoes gives me injuries. Right. Which is weird because normally, anyway. Yeah. So I wore them, I wore my speed boats for the first two days. Mm-hmm. My knees started hurting, chucked the Kmart pair on. Fine. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, if you haven't found that perfect shoe yet, sitting came up. Yeah, you can buy what eight pairs eight of them. Pairs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. For one yeah. pair. And one day. Yeah. So, was there a moment when you knew you've you've it's in the bag? Like, there's no way I'm not finishing now. Like, was it when you saw the ocean mm-hmm. first time, or was it a moment you're like, uh, yeah, this is happening? I, I think we had a conversation mm-hmm. around uh, maybe it was Crawford or after Kyra's school to after that Barossa day where, where we felt like there's about four days to go, mm-hmm. and then it was like, okay, we've been two, through two thirds of whatever this thing's thrown at us, like, surely we've got. What it takes yeah. to finish it. We didn't know what in what time or mm. what condition, yeah. but there was there, there definitely became a point where it's like we have just gone way too deep now to mm. to th- like throw this away. Mm. Yeah. Um. Mm. But we, yeah, you know, I remember over the we were near Hallett, I think Liz and I asked if you could please redo the trail mass because I I started to actually get really concerned mm. oh. that maybe I stuffed up, you know the plan that I'd done on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, because I was looking at what DT had done mm-hmm. in the last week of his um, FKT in 2017 and just gone, oh, my goodness, he, he was not relaxing in the last week. Like, there was solid days mm-hmm. right through to the end and then I'm thinking, have I overestimated our ability here because, you know, terrain, the way the yeah. body, all this sort of thing. I messaged DT five or six days in just... You know, responded to a Facebook comment of his, um, but and just said, "Mate, I'm only just starting to realise what this actually takes." <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so so yeah. Liz, I I've got so much faith in Liz's trail mass. That's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. Time, like <laughs> the best in Australia at that. But um, but but, but um, I suppose I just share that to say that in terms of having it in the bag. Like, well, I was halfway through and seriously worried mm. that, um, we, oh, we may not have done enough because we've only just caught up to DT now. Mm. Mm. That seems like it's taken everything we've got. Um, but yeah, I was, I was definitely nervous. Yeah, yeah I think for, for me, I found that I, I really try not to think about the end outcome. Yeah. Otherwise, I get too lost in yeah. the time that would... Yeah. That's, uh, 
that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. The only thing that exists is right now, in yeah. the present moment, yeah. and that's only how I deal with it. And I found, for me, I would, it's still important to think about it every now and then, but for me, I was, I had my faith in Liz and the crew just tell me what to do. Mm. Yeah. And I know that my stubborn mindset would get it done. Yeah. But that was going to get told to do. So therefore, it's like, yeah. cool, what we want to do is focus on getting through right now, mm. and the rest will come. Um, mm. And with yeah. the faith of these guys. Um, yeah. I feel like when we hit halfway, that was a big boost for me. I thought, well, yeah. it's a little bit shorter to get home now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. So for me, that was a big boost. Yeah. Um, and then probably like when we hit mile, there was also another mm-hmm. one like mm-hmm. familiar territory and seeing people come and mm. you know seeing more and more people along the way it was really nice yeah. so, definitely like little miles yeah. of the lights of the city at the back oh. of Moriata mm. that was oh, pretty yeah, cool yeah. to go oh wow LA does exist and then <laughs> the second one was finally see the ocean and mm. thinking like mm. I forgot that the ocean even existed mm. and then like you would think back that you were in this desert whatever mm. amount of days ago yeah. so that was mm. all little milestones in the head to go ah oh, sick yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're making some progress yeah. um, awesome. t- turning west after King's Head it's just like finally finally yes and there's little sort of um, milestones of going through the different landscapes from the Flinders mm. to the mid-north yeah. and the rolling green plains so all those little sections in your head yeah. made you feel like also for me anyway mm. that mm. I was ticking off sections mm. yeah mm. for sure just feeling it all piling up behind you yeah like done 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 nice yeah movie, so. mm. awesome um at the end, Marcus came and joined you guys for the yeah. last 18K. Yeah, well, Marcus right? joined us quite often, actually. Oh, I mean, good. He's, yeah. like, mm. just such a legend. Um, oh, yeah, so he took, uh, yeah, one or two days off just to, yeah, take some weight off the ankle and then mm. came and joined us for almost a whole other day. That set his ankle right back to square one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Took another day or two off and then rejoined. So he... he joined us as much as he possibly could and mm. so him and, and Kelly as well his wife are just incredible yeah. and then yeah it was really special for him to be able to join us for that whole last day mm. um, yeah. he's been just such a integral part of the whole thing um, yeah you know it, it did, uh, yeah it wasn't his year but any yeah. other year or time it could have been like yeah you know, mm. no doubt that you know he's um, strong enough and got what it takes it's mm. just um, yeah Mm. Uh, unlucky with uh, how things transpired this time but uh, yeah great man Marcus and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he he was definitely part of the team right through to the end even though mm. he yeah. couldn't do definitely. all the case mm. yeah uh, when you finished what was the best thing was it a particular food or like getting into slippers or like I what was the best loved, I always <laughs> love a box yeah after KFC. <laughs> um, so smash one of those and uh, yeah yeah, definitely sleep was amazing as well. <laughs> being in a bed was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something to take for granted. I, mm-hmm. I love being, we all, when I say we all, a bunch of the crew and Rue, we just came back to my house to unpack some trailers and whatever. We, we only had two or three hours or something, but mm. like to be in my lounge room with all these amazing people, but knowing we didn't have to go out there tomorrow and do it all over again, it was yeah. pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> I think it was a big one for me too. It was like knowing that I didn't have to do it the following day because it was yeah. like yeah. every day waking up and going, okay, just what do you need to do to get through that day? Mm. You sort of, I don't know, it's a little binding contract inside your head that you yeah. sign. Like, cool. So I'm yeah. all the suffering. I'm yeah. ready. Tick. Yeah. That means you just own it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was sort of picturing most mornings. Mm. And uh, 
um, it was good not to have to do that. And yeah. it's really interesting, yeah, so when you let your body really scream and talk to you, mm-hmm. yeah. you can actually really hear a lot of noise. <laughs> and then when you, when, you, when you do tell it to be quiet and keep moving, it's really interesting what you can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, that was really interesting. And I must admit, the bed that I slept in, which was my roll mat at Simon's place that night, deflated and I slept on the floor all night. So it was really interesting, oh, wasn't it? God. But um, yeah, I think it was just knowing that we had to keep going was a really beautiful thing. Um, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. 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 There's a lot of relief. Uh, uh, just more gratitude than you can express. Oh. Mm. And. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and since like I was asked this just a bit mm. earlier this evening, but like I haven't had that um, that massive void that you often get after uh, yeah, a big yeah. race or event. Yeah. Like I was mm. expecting that to hit so hard, and it hasn't come yet. Mm. I've just got. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's just something different about this one. But I don't know about you guys. I'm not. I'm definitely not looking for the next thing. No. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but what about you guys? Um, to me, in terms of yeah, I would normally uh, change the goalposts pretty quickly, and mm. I normally search for the next adventure. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely not at that place there, yeah, which is uh, interesting and good. Um, yeah. But uh, also at the same time, I think because this one's so long. Um, it's going to take a while to actually like I can't remember patches of it or a lot of big patches yeah. but also like um, replying back to a bunch of people who've messaged along the journey I think that's almost gave me or has given me every day a form of gratitude by just yeah, getting, yeah. Like, I still need to go back to heaps of messages and catch up with people yeah. to say thank you so the whole time I was running on this gratitude high um, yeah. and then even the evening when we did finish having a wine and beer with the crew, it almost felt disappointed and sad that like you can finally actually spend time with them and you get to know who they are. Yeah. Because the whole time <laughs> they've just been people that you've seen for a split second and you're a zombie anyway. So yeah. you know who they are. They just guide you to the right direction. <laughs> so it was, uh, in some ways it was like it's an awesome heart, it's also an awesome log because I'm yeah. like, man, you know, we'd love to actually now spend another week with you guys yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. Um, so um yeah, so for me I think it's just yeah, there's people zone of gratitude and um it's great for me like you know what i can eat anything and i'm still hungry which is awesome yeah so uh, yeah i think it's just a mm. yeah i'm very full mm. in my heart that's mm. for sure mm. so and i haven't had the chance to do this yet because dt was um has been overseas while we we're mm. running but like uh like I, I i can't wait just to give him a hug and, yeah. and not like there won't need to be any words exchanged, yeah, yeah but there's just a sense to, to, to be connected in some way to an experience that he's forged the way for and inspired us to do. Mm. Like, there is, um, without, I don't want to sound like silly or whatever, but like until you've done something like that, you just, like, it it is impossible to explain. Like, it's quite Mm. hard to articulate. Mm. You just kind of have to go through it and just... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so, 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 um, so that's, yeah, I suppose that's something I'm... Yeah, just, 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 I'm thankful for too that here's this friend and guy I've looked up to so much for a number of years, but to be able to share in some way such a significant mm. experience um, is pretty special to me as well. I think it's like mm. similar to like how the, the ultra community is so special and tight. If we, yeah. we all have that shared experience of, yeah, we, we, we all know what it takes to do those things. Mm. Um, so whether it's gone from like, you know, your 1k to your 5k whatever it may be but if you share that same experience of discomfort 
mm. get that special mm. connection. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's where, like, something like this one here is where, mm. like, um, there's a few people who've done it. It's like, cool, okay, we all know where that place mm. is. So, where, yeah, where, where that is. So I think it's that yeah. thing about any of those experiences of challenges that if you can share that with somebody else, you're like, mm. hmm. So that special knowledge you have to Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, yes, I know you make the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, so, and then obviously that's, then you generally want to do it again because you have yeah. a special feeling of, wow, you went so much by going so close to the end of what you thought was possible. Yeah. And it's cool as well because people are out here doing it for the love of it. Mm. Like, no one's mm. getting paid. That's true. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, if you are, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Or we're all just out here, you know, and you're suffering and you're like, hang on a minute. I paid to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, normally I would ask what's next, but like I said, the Stravas are telling me just, just rest, rest and recovery at, at this point. Um, yeah, crewing for someone, hopefully. Like, um, so, you know. Uh, Lisa, yeah. you got anything coming up? Oh, yeah. 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 There's, no, there's no female FKT on that. <laughs> well, yeah. that is true. Yeah, so I, I lose at least, at least two weeks of my life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and, and look, you know, like I know there's a couple of mates who have raised an eyebrow and I think, you know, might give it a go mm. In, mm. in the next couple of years and I just can't wait till they do. Like, um, sure. I just, there's just so much of a rich experience. Um, mm-hmm. For them, I yeah, I'm gonna spend some good quality time with my son and daughter, just rock climbing and riding bikes, and yeah, I might do 20 k's a week for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do a bit more than that, but yeah. I don't think any events for me. It's um, mm. and and to be honest, in some ways, uh, without getting too deep about it all, like there is a little bit of a sense of where to from here in terms of like I've got no desire to run multiple day stuff again like yeah. i was i was drawn to the larapinta i was drawn to the hyson like yeah. i might get drawn to something else and it might be multi-day but but i honestly just don't know but i do mm. feel like i've explored or had a thorough exploration of <laughs> my own internal stuff so yeah um yeah yeah anyway so yeah. it's, it's not quite like, oh, great, I've done 100 k's, now I might try a miler. I've done a miler, now I might try a toner. It's, it's not really, no. not, it's yeah. not that sort of feeling. Different, yeah, different joys of that. I've got a 36-hour adventure race potentially I got asked to do yeah. in October, maybe. Yeah. I think, Liz, you're doing that one as well, I reckon. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've been asked to that, and I've, uh, at the time I said yes. And, <laughs> I be, uh, and I'm, I'm still working on up to yeah. my arm and doing it. But, um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next period yeah. of just doing absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. So it's been great. Yeah. Dan, in the meantime? <laughs> yeah, I've got a few few races. Short ones, obviously. Yeah. Well, we've shown them what we've done. <laughs> no, I've got a few um, 5K, 10K sort of races. So yeah. looking to get some PBs in the short distances would be cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he will. Oh, yeah. hopefully yeah I'm, I'm i would like to break 16 minutes for 5k this year so wow. current pb is 16 30 so got a bit of time to shave off so yeah hopefully That's get incredible. that by the end of the year and then um maybe do a marathon next year <laughs> well thank you so much for your time today obviously everything i've mentioned i'll put links in and that includes um the donation link i'll put that right at the top um and keep that going and congratulations on this massive 
physical, mental goal and breaking the FKT. Um, yeah, just really brilliant. So congrats all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for your respect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> it's been somewhat therapeutic to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't had the capacity to be able to think. I've had nightmares each night. So, uh, so it's, it's good, good to pull things together. Yeah. Okay. Liz, thanks so much for um, taking the time to be a part of it as well. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. And thanks for the whole journey too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Rue actually means that now. <laughs> <laughs> you say that with sincerity. Yeah, that's right. Oh, golly. I owe, I owe you, uh, yeah, some support crew, that's for sure. So uh, sing out when you're ready. Don't worry. I know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. 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 thanks so much, Liz. Catch you. Bye. All right. Thank you very much. That's it. I hope you enjoyed hearing about that incredible adventure. If you have any requests for what you'd like to hear on the podcast, uh, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, link is in the show notes like everything else. And if you're thinking about your own running adventure one day, if you're a beginner, uh, you want to switch the trails, you want to go for a new distance, um, I'd love to help you with your running goal. You can get in touch with me at Stepping Stone Coaching. Uh, again, links in the show notes and I'll take you uh, to your next step in running. Happy trails, everyone. Uh-huh.